Hashtag MSW live now on 947 Vuma FM, Rise FM and Soweto Live at the same time. Hashtag MSW. I mean, there's no greater way to celebrate South African football, man. And whenever there's an opportunity to support promising great talent, we've got to do that. And let's do it with the massive, massive talent that is all over the country. And one such talent, and you must remember the name, because she's only rising and rising, Gabriella Kelly Nimak, known as Gabby. Uh, she'll tell me why she was nicknamed the principal, though. <laughs> a great, great talent, a great starlet, unfazed, brave, ever so determined, a career in Europe. For her, eh? this is coming from me, but for her, career in Europe definitely beckons. They'll be getting in touch and finding out a little bit more about what she's achieved so far and what she stands to achieve and how we here can help her to get through all of that. Gabriella, good to see you, man. Welcome to the show. Evening, Rob. How is it? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> Wearing a Man United jersey, hey? Oh. Leave my team alone. Oh. <laughs> mm. You want to go meet Eric Tenag? If mm. you had to meet him, what's the first thing you would say to him? Ah. Uh, I honestly don't know. I'd probably tell him to fix the team some way or somehow. Where's it lacking? <clears throat> Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, back to back to where it matters most. It's always about the interest, and people always say, "Where did this interest start for you? Seeing this round ball, and you being attracted to it, and then you becoming the football player that you are. Where did it begin?" Oh, um. My dad was actually a coach at Florida Albion. Yeah. Back when, like since before I was even born. So having been in that environment since I, since I was really young, I ended up picking up the ball when I was 4 because my sister was training on the fields and my dad was coaching teams. So it just began from there and it just hasn't stopped and I just grew to love the game from there. But what about your friends? Are they be like, hmm, why are you playing football? Shouldn't you be trying something else? I think I was too young to remember that. <laughs> yeah, so you just dive straight into the interest, which was football. Yeah. yeah, and nobody questioned it because they could see I was able to play among boys and yeah. I was able to compete well enough. So it just went from there and I was stuck with boys until I was like, what, 13? So, yeah, nobody really questioned it. But I think one of the fascinating stories would be Whatever the age group you were in, you would play against boys of a higher age group. Was that testing you all the time? Was that giving you the kind of challenge that you needed? 100%. You know, coming against boys, there's the aggression, there's the speed, there's just the style of play is completely different compared to when you're playing among girls. Yeah. So I grew up playing against boys and that aggression just came all the way through. And I was 13 when I played my last year with, with a boys team. And in that year... I think when I was 12 and 13, I was playing in the boys' first team in the starting lineup almost all the time. Wow. And that obviously came with a bit of difficulty because under 11, I was sitting in the B team and, you know, I wasn't the best of footballers, but with a lot of training and dedication and my dad by my side, obviously, I was able to make a, a step into the first team and just go from there. But you talk about your dad. He's not too far away from you, hey, Trevor. Yeah. Good yeah. to see you. Welcome. Good evening, Rob. Hey, very Thanks proud man. Us. Hey, <laughs> see the smile on my face. <laughs> this journey so far, and just you as as a coach. I mean, Gabby's talked very fondly about you, the coach, waking up, seeing you training people, and then her becoming involved 
in football. What has it meant and what sort of guidance has there been from you? You you asked the first question. Well, when's the first time I remember, Gabby? I've got yeah. uh, a picture of her in our kitchen with putting cones down, the <laughs> ball dribbling around um, at the age of two and three. You know, that's, that's where it is. Um, we have a plenty of disagreements on what is um, the correct way to approach, whether it is a training, her games, um, you know, time on the park. Yeah. Um, and, and she's gotten to be fairly mature for her age in terms of understanding what is right and wrong at that point. So for me, it means, you know, the work and the effort of running around, yeah. um, whether it was early mornings, winter mornings in Johannesburg, fields, training, games. It, it, it's She's put herself in a position now that allows her to, to take what is her passion and and make it her craft. You know, so I'm, I'm really proud of her. How soon are we going to get that craft into a team in Europe? Um, it's beckoning at the moment. Um, I hear so. Yeah, she's, I hear so. <laughs> <laughs> she's been presented with a couple of opportunities, um, you know, but we, we have to be cautious. She's, she's only 17. She's yes. still in grade 11, just finished this year. Um, so she's she's got a bit of work to do also on her on her personal self. Yeah. Um, she's got a an opportunity that sits with uh, Bournemouth to go and um, join them um, for a week, um, train as an academy player, train as a Bournemouth player, um, experience what it is to live there, sort of eat right, yeah. uh, you know, um, be coached by them, play friendlies for them, etc. Um, and, and just get to understand what it is to be a professional um, player in a professional setup. Um, not that there's, uh, you know, we, I think our football in South Africa is getting to that point. Not, uh, not, not, the, not the ladies' game, I can tell you that, free of charge. <laughs> and, and, you know, so we, we, we can't even mince our words with that. It, it, it's still being played at an amateur level. And because of exactly that, yeah. you know, because if we had to skirt around the issues, we'll never get it right. 100%. And that is why I was very anti them going to want to host the, the, the World Cup here in the country. And when we got knocked out, guys, of the World Cup, it was a great run. But it was also an indicator of how better we could be if we were a professional setup. So when he withdrew or whatever happened, I was like, great. Forget about hosting. We can host anything. Mm-hmm. But try and host professionals. Let those professionals be the ones that set the mark. Now, when you say at 17, 17 now, professional players are being unleashed. They come on. They play. The game has gotten younger in terms of who you bring in. But if you're able to bring the balance between education and playing, surely you've got a winner there. And doesn't that opportunity again, Gabby, say to you, you need to strive for what Bournemouth potentially can give you? What's going through your mind when there's this little carrot that's dangling over you right now? Ah, oh, you know, you want to bite the carrot. <laughs> <laughs> you want to. I love that. Yeah. yeah um, no, it's, uh, I think I'm just nervous about the opportunity. Yeah. Like it's finally come after training for all these years. And, you know, it's, I've wanted to be in Europe since I was young. So now having the opportunity to actually now go and make a, take a first step there. That's honestly, it's, Surreal, like I can't imagine it happening right now. But I just want to, I want to step in there and probably do my best and show, prove to my dad that all the effort he's put into me yeah. isn't for nothing. Your inspiration would be who on the field? On the field? Yeah. Paolo Maldini. Why? The way he played football and his mentality. Yeah. Just towards the game, I absolutely loved it. I sense like a dad 
type of swing there because no seriously i mean hey paulo mardini we all love and, and and adore you know but it's obviously the the older school yeah. of of football yeah, players so that is why i'm fascinated by that even if it's a dad influence i honestly don't care it's just the fact that you still stick by it you don't stick by Whatever's cool, and you know, yeah, okay, Messi, and and the usual names. You no, just da- kinda... da- dad's dad's influence would probably be uh, R nine and Marcelo. Oh, that would he absolutely loves me. He's like you that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That is his image. But while you while you're still breaking down the Paolo Maldini thing, I think out of my fascination is what is it about Maldini that sticks out for you? Probably the. His aggression on the park. Yeah. He's one to actually win the ball, whether it be I'm having to make the slide tackle, whether I'm having to put my head in the way of a player's boot, like those very dangerous and risky tackles that you don't necessarily see nowadays. Yeah. But just his pure aggression for the in the game, I absolutely loved. Well, see, was Mr. Scars and all. Yeah, uh, exactly. yeah. It, it really didn't care which way yeah. uh, it came through. Those legs look like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the principal here cracking the whip. Prince, I mean, again, another story that could potentially end with a South African in Bournemouth. That that that's literally where we are right now. A beautiful, you know, it would be a beautiful story, man. And yeah. and for me, you know, be, before even we get to the Bournemouth issue, I mean, yeah. when when I was hearing her story, um, at the age of seventeen, the things she's already done, the clubs she's already played for. I mean, she's played for uh, JVW. Yes. She's played for Vets. Now she's playing for UJ. And even before that, she was playing with boys and playing much better than boys. I mean, if, I don't think she gives herself credit there. If you play regularly with boys that are, are older than you, yeah, for some, you know, Safa Joburg League. And everything else that and she's she was been to Spain, yeah. she's been to Portugal. I mean, she's played against Sporting Benfica and all the other teams, you know, from abroad. And she's still only 17 years old. Yeah. So I think the Bournemouth opportunity came yeah. at the right time, I and it came at, at, to the right player in terms of the mentality, the focus. I mean, I'm shocked when she's saying Paolo Maldini is a, <laughs> is a role model because I'm thinking here, even for me, Paolo Maldini is old school, you know. Old so school, but the so, best. Exactly. Yeah. So it shows you the focus and understanding because it means she's not going with the wind, with you the know, trends. following what everyone yeah. is, is following, but she understands and, and, and she's, she's picked that player because that's the player that maybe she will model. Yeah. Her style of play, especially the mentality, as she said. But obviously, the game has evolved since since then. There were things that she will take there. There are things she will leave there. But, you know, her mentality for me and determination, I think she's the right type of player. And for me, what was also most interesting was the fact that we don't get many young South African female footballers mm-hmm. that are getting opportunities at, the, at this age to go overseas. And I, I used to have this conversation with you that even with the yeah. boys, they must leave at this age, 17, 18, as early as possible or, or younger, or, or if, younger if there's an opportunity. Yeah. As we've seen over the years, you know, there are younger boys that are already in Europe. So this is what we want as well for the female footballers because... Mm-hmm. This is what is going to, at the end of the day, benefit South Africa, the national teams. But imagine if you had to rewind time and you have a, a Jermaine Seposinwe who would have been 17 getting an opportunity to play anywhere in Europe, um, a Tembi Khatlana getting an opportunity to go play anywhere. They would have cracked it, believe you me, because the commentators at that World Cup were in awe of what South Africans had, just in terms of raw talent, ability, on and off the ball, running off the ball, collect, you know, you know the usual stuff that we associate with South African football. But Bournemouth, though, how, how soon is this likely to happen? 
Um, this should be happening in March, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. March, April. March, March April, April somewhere around there. So what, what, what's left? What, what? Sometimes there are things that are missing that need to be filled in. So what is left? <laughs> so so it, it, we're obviously putting a, a massive drive towards fundraising to get her there. So okay. there's obviously an expense that we have to incur to get her there, visas, flights, accommodation, etc. Okay. in terms of initially getting there. Um, they'll take care of her when she's there, obviously. But there's a cost associated to a training camp of, of this sort. Please give us that cost. Um, well, we're talking in excess of about 40,000 rand at the moment um, that we, we're trying to raise mm-hmm. um, to get her there. Um, and and of to course, get her back, are you just yeah, yeah, yeah. getting oh. her there? Well, one-way ticket. <laughs> I would like the one-way ticket option. <laughs> <laughs> I would think so too, because it means that they're born with the happy day. And, and the that's the hope, line. right? That's yeah. the hope that somebody sitting along the sidelines looks at her and says, that's the type of player. Yeah. She, she's got a fantastic left and right foot, being able to deliver quality crosses into the box. So... Um, you know, that's the type of quality that's required when you're playing in Europe, in, in, in the UK. Um, maybe not here, because you're not always going to find somebody willing to put their head on the head of a ball no. uh, with that type of quality coming into the box. So um, they might love it there. Ambidextrous, I love it. And, you know, some of those sheer qualities, maybe just very quickly, Prince, we are running out of time. Then that's why I said we want to put the, the marker, introduce South Africans to Gabby and say... Uh, guys, surely, by end of today, we should be able to clap this 40K, put it one side, make sure that that trip happens so that we're not worrying about, you know, rands and cents. We are worried about her being on that flight and going to Bournemouth. Um, so we'll, we'll ensure that something happens. Even people that are driving and listening, trust me, they're, they're, I'm, we're dealing with different caliber people here that love these stories and want to see the end of it happen positively. The drive forward now, because as I say, mixing the education with the footballing side is not a problem. A lot of these academies stress that they want that. So it's not even something that a parent should worry about, not something that Trevor should worry about. Am I right? No, definitely. I mean, definitely. I mean, even in Europe, I I know that they've got a system there, uh, a scholarship system. I think when you when you reach the age of sixteen, and they still want you to be with the with with the academy. I mean, they offer you scholarships, so that also includes the the education side of things. So I would think that even for players who are incoming, want to continue with their education, you know, Mm. there's 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 programs that are meant to deal with that. So. Um, you know, I just hope also she she will have the drive, and I think with her mentality, uh, she definitely will have the drive to balance the two and up to a certain level where you know it, the education side as well can be sorted, and then she can also follow her dreams of being a footballer. So I wish her all the best. Yeah, almost out of time, eh, Gabby? Um, <laughs> I mean, just your final words, just your your dreams. Give me a crazy Gabby right now in terms of what's going through your mind. Um. Out of dreams? Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say um, playing in Spain for Real Madrid, preferably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, Jude Bellingham's <laughs> still there, hey? Um, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, playing in Madrid, probably, and hopefully being able to make the next national team call up for the World Cup. So I would like to play for the national team mm. at that level and hopefully do something and make an impact, a positive impact on the history of women's football in South Africa. So that's probably my craziest one. <laughs> I love it because it can become reality. Your 10-second wish as a father, Trevor. 10-second wish, just to see her make a professional debut in, in Europe. That's, that would be, for me, the highlight. I love that. 
Prince, you're going to come back because we want to know about uh, some of the questions that were being posed to you. Greg, talking about uh, you know players are being adopted. Somebody else wanted to applaud you for the work that you're doing. You know what? You'll be back for the full hour. When you sign off, when we take you to the old Tambo International Airport with the family, because I can see there's Chiefs, there's Man United. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else the other family members support, uh, but it will all be there in full support of that. This is a Thank beautiful story. Beautiful so story, much. guys. Let's let it end happily. Thank you so much, guys. We'll catch you again tomorrow. Hashtag MSW live now. on 947 Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live at the same time. Hashtag MSW.